Hello, everybody, and welcome to our show. I'm Cyrus, and I'm looking forward to drinking some wine with you this evening. And I'm Brittany, and I'm feeling quite stuffy tonight. Oh, babe. Hope I'm not sick. Yeah, hopefully not. It's probably fine. It's probably fine to drink a whole bunch of wine. Wine's the cure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, today, as you can see, we'll be reviewing Charles Shaw wines. Uh, we got the two buck chuck. Yeah, we have. <laughs> well, actually, technically $3. Three buck chucks. Three buck chucks now. All right, well, intro. Well, uh, I think a lot of you know Charles Shaw wine, especially if you live in the U.S. It's the Trader Joe's house brand. Mm -hmm. But uh, we got a bunch of them to, for you today, and we actually found some fun things out about the brand when doing our research for this episode. Uh, Brittany, what's your fun fact? Yeah, so what I found was the most interesting for me is that Charles Shaw once took a trip to France when he was little Charles Shaw, and he fell in love with French wines. And so that got him into wanting to pursue that passion by purchasing a vineyard in California, in Napa Valley, actually, uh, which is super interesting. The sad part, though, is that Charles actually went bankrupt with this business, and so it was bought by someone else, but they graciously kept the name. Yeah, they stole his name, basically. They Well, I, I think it's a heartfelt thing. I think that they really wanted to keep it and, and make sure that he had kind of this legacy, which I think he does, especially for college students. Yes, <laughs> yes. There is a nice thing about these being so cheap. Yeah, I think so, but... Um, you have a fact of your own. Yeah, I do. So my fun fact is that Charles Shaw Gamay was an award-winning wine from his winery before it went bankrupt. And in the 90s, it was actually uh, featured at three White House dinners. So um, in the Clinton and Bush years. So wow. pretty cool. Uh, before you went bankrupt anyway. I guess it was pretty good. <laughs> so... Is that giving me some hope for these ones? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess um, probably a little. A little bit. They I mean, have the pedigree. I, I bet it's got some sort of wine grape taste to it, which I'm excited about. And <laughs> I, I do think that these won't be as bad I, as I initially think it will oh, be. Oh, they're still wine. It's still wine. It's still the guy who is very passionate about it and, and other people who are taking on his legacy. But... I think that the whole thing about this type of wine is it's so cheap. They just wanted to make sure that everything was cheap in terms of shipping, bottling, the corks. That's how they make sure it's cheap still. Especially the real estate. This is California wine. It's labeled that way, all of them. So that means that the, uh, the wines can come from anywhere in California, even though they are bottled in Napa where the original winery was. Right. That's just a bottling plant these days. Mm -hmm. So this wine can come from anywhere in California. But um, that means that they can keep the grapes cheap and uh, the wine cheaper. And with that, a uh, quick note about format today. We're going to open each one, give you our quick tasting notes as quickly through them as we can get, and then we'll spend a little more time at the end talking about maybe our favorite two or three and... We'll let you know what we actually like. We're going to refrain from saying what we don't or do like about these so Try that we, to. at least we don't spoil it for each other. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. I think this <laughs> should be good. So um, with that, let's start on our first bottle. Awesome. The first one that we are trying today is a Pinot Grigio. 
And actually, I was reading about this. It's the only one of these that's like limited edition or like harder to get than the normal Charles Shaw, which is the seven. This is like, I don't know, only in this past year has it been available. Maybe it's going to be a constant one staple now, but. Possibly. It is a 2019 from California. Comes in at 12.5% alcohol. All right, pour some glasses. Cheers. Gosh, that is sweet smelling right away. It's just crisp apple. Very bright, very sweet. Yeah, it reminds me of that box wine episode with the crisp white that we had. (laughs) There's some fruit characteristic to it, for sure. Uh, And it's actually, there's a little something more complex on the end. It's not just entirely fruit. Um, It's not just grape. I think there's a warmness to it, but it is super sweet. Yes. Not something I typically go for, but definitely one that I think a lot of my friends would go for. Yeah, easy. I mean, it's it's really, really easy to drink. For sure. It's just the aftertaste. It, the rest of it doesn't, it's pretty one note, but that there is an aftertaste that's different. I mean, it might just be alcohol, but. I, I, <laughs> I feel that alcohol is covering my throat. Even though it's not super alcoholic, it's still very apparent. Yep, I agree. It's it's not super alcoholic start, but I feel it at the end, so it's not well hidden by the fruit. Let's go on to our second. So for our second bottle, we are doing the Sauvignon Blanc, also from Napa, California. 2020. 2020. And it's just bottled in Napa. It came from anywhere in California. This one is also 12.5% alcohol. Coincidence? Yes. Da-da. Sauvignon Blanc, here we go. It's pretty not aromatic, I would say. The aromatics that I am getting, I would say a little bit of peach, but it's full-on alcohol in my nose. <laughs> yep, for sure. Yep, but it, it is, there is a little touch of fruit there, I agree. Yeah, a little peachy, a little apple but more peachy than anything from what I can tell. It's a pretty bland taste i would say it it doesn't have unlike the pinot grigio which at least had something going on this has this has almost i mean it's just a it's a generic fruit flavor right and i think the only fruits that i'm getting are peach and apricot sort of and that's it and then there's the alcohol it's also one of the sweetest sauvignon blancs that i've ever tasted probably Um, yeah it's sweet but dry (laughs) It's it dry finish, I guess. I would agree that it's very sweet on the tongue at first, and then the alcohol hits you, and then it goes straight dry. Just your mouth's dry at the end of it. Yep. Well, uh, let's go on to our third. Great. So for our third bottle, we have a Chardonnay. It's a 2021 from California. Comes in at 12.5% alcohol. Coincidence? Yes. I'm seeing a theme. <laughs> That's what we call recipe winemaking, right? They're they're making the wine to a recipe, and that's fine. That means that they're trying to hit uh, numbers that they've probably done a focus group with and decided the most people are going to like. All right, so this one's alcohol is a little bit more covered by sort of this vanilla-y, creamy smell. Yeah, that's my initial thought. Totally, that like fake oak is immediately there, yeah. I mean, it might be real oak chips or something, but it's not oak barrels, put it that way. 
but you're right. At least that is covering the alcohol, which is like at least a slightly more pleasant and like not nose hair burning sensation. I have to say, so far these three taste remarkably similar. I've been I've been writing quote fruit end quote in all of mine. It's like that. It's you know when you get that pastry at the gas station that's like a fruit pastry, and you're like, okay, but what fruit though? So I disagree with you a little bit there where I feel that the Sauvignon Blanc is completely different from the other two, um, which are the Pinot Gris and the Chardonnay. I feel that it's way more alcohol forward. It's like there's no other distinctive full-on flavors for me, although there is that small fruit. But I think that there's just a little bit more complexity in the Pinot Gris and the Chardonnay. All right, let's move on to our next one. <laughs> so for this wine, we have a 2019 California White Zinfandel. And it's the last in our flight of kind of our lighter colored wines. It comes in at, gasp, 10.5% alcohol. No. Yeah, it's a little less even. Oh my gosh, what a scandal. See, the thing is, these need to be openable by a drunk person. Absolutely. <laughs> Because, you know, think about the college student. They probably had maybe a couple bottles already, and they're trying to open their third. They got to really have that little tab there to help out. I need the tab there to help out. Well. (laughs) You had a little reaction there to the smell. First blush, do you want me to tell me what that was? So the overall theme that I'm getting here is just sweet. (laughs) In general, sweeter than usual. And the first whiff of this one was just sugar. I think that it reminded me after a couple more sniffs, I was like, that's like maraschino cherries. Yeah. Sort of. So it's just sweet cherry smell. Yeah. I wrote candy shop. It it smells like. It does smell like a candy shop. I thought the exact same thing. It's a fake strawberry almost. Um, If there's a fruit there, that's what it is. And. And there's no other, I mean, this one also masks the alcohol a little better because it's so sweet. So we'll give it that. I'm not having another sip of that. (laughs) You're giving me hints right now. Sorry, spoilers, but this is my least favorite. (laughs) So what I can say about it is it tastes exactly like it smells, where it just tastes like it's melted hard candy almost, uh, where it's very sugary. Sort of like a strawberry cherry e, but very bright fruit, just covered in sugar. Uh, I wish it was a little bit more, like, I don't mind sweet rosés generally, but this is just so I, fake sweet. I just wish it wasn't can- so candied. All right, let's uh, take a quick break here. We're going to reset our palates, wash our glasses out, and move on to the red wine. Alrighty, uh, back for our second little flight here. Uh, Brittany, do you want to grab the next bottle? All right, so for the first red of this round, we have a Cabernet Sauvignon 2017. Wow, little age. And guess what? 12.5% alcohol. Mm, Could have guessed. Well, right away, it looks pretty thin for a Cabernet Sauvignon. Well, that might be the first one that really smells like the grape that it was meant to. I think so. It's sort of 
the first smell that comes to me is twiggy. Yeah, for sure. It's got it's got some complexity. There's some wood, some dark fruits. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I mean, well, I'll reserve judgment. Oh, that's more of that fake oak on the taste. It's got some real dark fruits to it. It's still pretty sweet, though. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's almost like you can t- sort of feel the sugar on your tongue. Just just kind of this residual feeling. It definitely smells better than it tastes, but uh, the taste is completely reasonable. This is something that I wouldn't be horribly upset to drink. It's Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little surprised by it. It is dark fruits. It has this sort of bitterness to it towards the end. But otherwise, still a little sweetness, but that's the theme so far. Yep, and for sure, it's, again, the recipe winemaking. The fake oak I'm let down by, I wish that they just hadn't added that, and it would have been already a pretty good wine, I think. But they wanted to add that because people expect it from Cabernet Sauvignon. and I think so. And that's too bad. Um, but overall, yeah. surprised by it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So for our next bottle, we have a 2017 California Red Blend. It doesn't say what's in the blend. So it's grapes, I hope. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's about all we get. So let's uh, let's see. It's also, uh, you guessed it, 12.5% alcohol. Wow. So they really are doing the recipe thing, but let's, um, let's open this guy up. Okay, I gotta say the red blend is pretty similar to the Cab Sav in terms of smell, although I think it's a little more fruity. Yeah, I was I literally wrote more fruit. <laughs> well, that immediately tastes like something that I've tasted before. But I'm gonna not tell you what that thing is until we do our final reveal. This is immediately reminiscent of like a wine related thing that i've tasted before okay (laughs) and um i think i think you'll agree with me it is a little more tangy i would say sort of a tart cherry almost but still very subtle not super bold tasting red wine it's got the fake oak as well but it's much more reserved on this guy yes so it's not like a uh like a vanilla in your face right. kind of thing, right? So that's that's at least better. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Thank you, next. <laughs> I should tell you what it is. Our next bottle, we are doing Shiraz. It is 2018, and it comes in at, what do you think? 13% alcohol. No, 12.5% alcohol. <laughs> it just looks so similar in color. I'm not seeing a ton of difference between these red wines. Smells very similar again. Uh, it's that fake oak again, every, all three of them. Uh, this one, though, has a little maybe blackberry or dark berry coming through. But this one also smells more alcoholic than uh, the past couple. Even I mean, they're all the same percentage, but this one, the alcohol is not as well masked. Potentially because, again, there's less oak 
Yeah, I think there's just not a ton to stay, say about it. I think you're right on the nose where it's dark fruit. It's sort of still a little stick-like or twiggy, but a little brighter than before. Yeah. Well, let's taste it. So I think that it's still very similar to the red blend feel in general, but what I wrote was it's definitely less sugar or the sugar's a little more masked for me. <laughs> yeah, it's still very sweet, but I agree. Yes. There's, you know, relatively less less sugar, I agree. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to have to retaste these, but I'm going to have to because I, I want to, I want to know um, that Cabernet Sauvignon that we had was the first of the reds. And we were both like, huh, that's kind of tastes like real wine. But then after having tasted these several, they're all so similar. So I want to go back and just see if that was like us being biased because the, the last several wines that we'd had were all just like sweet water or whether it's actually as like real tasting as I thought it was. Yeah, it, it becomes more difficult as we keep adding wines. <laughs> just trying to keep track of how similar they can be you really have to taste them side by side yep. in general to get a better sense of the differences but i think we have we know of the general idea of the this type of wine yep for sure well we got one more to do well uh this is a 2020 california merlot and it comes in at, you guessed it, 12.5% alcohol by volume. Perfect. I never want anything over that. <laughs> and yeah, once again, uh, no other info. So with that, let's open it up. Awesome. Okay, well, it smells different. Still, unfortunately, the fake oak, but this one is much more of the kind of baking spices, uh, vanilla end of the oak, as opposed to the twiggy and uh, kind of woody in your face. So yeah. that's kind of cool. I'm hoping for it to be somewhat savory, <laughs> but that's a lot to ask for this brand. <laughs> it is a little more subtle on this one. Dark fruits. Some sort of cinnamony aspect to it. Yeah, I was gonna say baking spices again on the taste. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit has a little bit of acidity, which the other reds didn't. So that's good, I guess. Uh, like I said, I do want to try the Cabernet Sauvignon again. Do you want to do that with me? Sure. Alrighty, Brittany. Well, uh, with the flight in the books, uh, literally. Uh, what are you thinking? What's the overall impressions? So. I do want to say I'm glad that we did this. I honestly have never tried two buck chucks before. So I was coming in this totally blind, not really knowing what to expect. What's interesting is that I think the overall idea is to make these more sweet, which I totally get. I mean, a lot of people love sweet wines. It makes it more enjoyable, more easy to drink. And so that's definitely something like a college student who's first turning 21, hopefully, I don't know. But <laughs> trying out wines for the first time, they probably, this would be an easy start for them. I would be interested to see where I would be if I tried these back in college, but I did not. <laughs> Yeah, the only one that I've tried is the Chardonnay. Um, I did get it in college, and um, there wasn't really a Trader Joe's nearby, so 
Um, this was on a trip to a friend's house when they lived near Trader Joe's. We got the Chardonnay. We enjoyed it, as I recall. I also recall not liking the hangover that it gave me at all. Um, and I think that that's a lot of these are they're so sweet that that hangover is going to be really bad. That's what I kind of connect it to is if a wine is sweeter, I know that I'm going to have a headache the next day. It's great that it's readily available, that it's so cheap, and that it can be enjoyable, but maybe just have a couple glasses and not the whole bottle to yourself. But I was going to say the next day. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say that we've had a lovely several wines from Trader Joe's yes, that were seven dollars, mm-hmm. right? That were eight dollars, and I know that that's three times the price. But please, please, please spend the eight dollars because. You're getting real wine, not recipe winemaking, right? Right. You're not getting something that's pandering to you because they don't think that you know what good wine is, which in fairness, I didn't when I bought it. And so I was perfectly happy. But, um, you know, spending the extra $5 to get real wine that we really enjoyed um, would be my recommendation. That being said, I think it has a cool backstory. I think it's it's great, you know, that it is available and it has this whole legend behind it. Uh, and it, I'm interested to see if it continues on for another 20, 50 years. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested how they make their money. I'm sure that they're, you know, they just make it in bulk and that's how they do it. But um, I'm glad that it makes wine accessible because I agree. I like drinking wine and... Um, as I've said in the past, Brittany, I like drinking wine with you. And if this makes that possible for other people to have that experience, then that would be awesome. I think that's great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, with uh, that, let's reveal our top two each. So for my second place, I picked the Shiraz. And um, a little preface here. I think that all four of the reds are better than all four of the lighter wines. I think that there's only two wines here that I could possibly tell which grape they are. And I think that I would be able to identify the Shiraz and my number one pick. And so spoilers here, but the reds are better than the other ones. And so if you're going to buy two buck chuck, in my opinion, you should get a red wine. Brittany, your second. That's interesting because I think this might be one of the first times that we disagree. Go on. Now, I... That being said, I do dislike most of the whites. But what came in second for me was the Chardonnay. Really? Yeah. I actually I thought it was pleasant. I think it's easy drinking. And I think that it does have sort of, even though it's like fake, fake oak, but we saw it in every other ones as well. I think that it still had redeeming qualities. Yeah. So the reason I didn't like the red blend, and I mentioned this, that I was going to have you maybe retaste it and see if you could guess what I was talking about but i won't make you go back through that experience um it tasted like conquered grape juice to me it was like the red blend and the shiraz didn't have that yeah the the red blend was like this is just alcoholic conquered grape juice and that's why they say red blend because i think it's just conquered grapes i think that they literally just put that in there all right moving on what did you choose for your first place well it's the one that we retasted it's the cabernet sauvignon And um, I think that it's the only, I don't think that I could identify that Merlot as a Merlot. It just tasted like red wine to me, like fruit. Again, I wrote, quote, fruit, end quote. 
The nice thing about the Merlot is that it had the baking spice, which was like a real wine tasting note. But I think that the Cabernet Sauvignon was like a facsimile of a real Cabernet Sauvignon. It had the fake oak. It had the twiggy, dirty, you know, complexity, in quotes, that um, that a real Cabernet Sauvignon would have. So I, I put it over the Merlot, although I got to say, again, that the four reds are so close to each other that it could have been any of the four. So in terms of the Cabernet Sauvignon, I still felt that it was so similar to the red blend in the Shiraz. And, and I think they're all very similar. Mm-hmm. But the taste that I identified with the most that made me feel good was in the Merlot, the spiciness, the mm-hmm. cinnamon, which is why I put that as my first place. Yep. That makes sense. And it's not just because I like Merlot. It was different. And I liked that it was different. And so that stood out to me. Compared most. to the others. Exactly. Do you want to give a quick worst of the bunch? The Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> it was the Zinfandel for me. The Sauvignon really? Blanc tasted like okay. nothing. Okay. Those, but the Zinfandel was too sweet to drink. I couldn't even take another sip after those I Those might the first be one. tied for me. <laughs> for different reasons. For different reasons, for sure. But just mm, bad. I'm going to have a sugar high. <laughs> it's going to be great. All right. <laughs> Thanks all for watching. This has been super fun to try this little thing. We're going to get our assistant uh, G Buttersnaps to come in here and do a little blind taste testing with us. So that should be fun. All right. Bye now. Bye. Bye.